Welcome to Global Answers. Please join us as we discuss the relevance of God's eternal word relating to events in this day and what it means to you. And now, your host, Lonnie Jenkins. Hello, friends. I'm Lonnie, back with another session of Global Answers. We're always delighted to be with you and always hope that we can bring you something that will cause you to better understand your relationship with the Lord and better understand yourself. Today in the studio, we have a special, another special guest with us uh, from Canada. He's a pastor up in Edmonton, Canada. I'll let you tell him, I'll let him tell you just a little bit more about himself a little bit further on. But I wanted to speak to you about the direction he's going and the reason that we asked him to bring this. Most all of us have had experiences of being under some dominating personality, whether it's a, uh, what can I say? It could be, I, I just hesitate to say it, whether it's a preacher or a pastor or a school teacher. And the first thing you know, we're beginning to conduct ourselves out of fear of what that person will say rather than Christ's love, which also brings a reaction out of us, but totally different. And so because these bodies we live in are animal, we also know that animals often react to love and fear just like we do or vice versa. And so today, Brother Eugene Brown from up in Edmonton is going to share with us a little of his background and why he's using what he's using to illustrate to you this concept we're talking about. Are you motivated by fear? Are you motivated by love? Eugene, speak to the people. <clears throat> well, Brother Lonnie, it's certainly good to be here. And I'm, Glad uh, to have I'm you. a pleasure just to be able to be part of this, which I think will be extremely effective. Yeah. I just want to, uh, just for as a bit of a background, just let you know that uh, many years ago, I, I was in a, you know, as you grow up in life, you start to, as you get a little older, you start to realize that there's different motivations for people. And this was one of the things that really uh, affected me because I'd seen uh, many things in life that were motivated by, like you said, uh, motivated by love to where people had a desire to serve and to, uh, uh, you know, to uh, become more wholesome. And then I've seen a lot of things in life where people uh, ended up at a spot where they, uh, they were doing it, but they were doing it uh, in a struggle. They were, they were doing it because the motivation wasn't right, their, the, uh, their hearts wasn't quite right. And I, I can tell you that in my Christian experience, I've seen, um, like we all have around the world, many religions and many relationships in religious circles that actually are not so much motivated by love, what we would like to think real love is, but there's a certain amount of fear in there, and there's a certain amount of uh, condemnation that always comes with the motivation. Uh, and uh, in my time, when I first came to the spot where I want to make Christ the Savior of my life, I realized that I want to be motivated by the right motivation. Amen. And there's a scripture, Brother Lon, I'd like to share with you uh, uh, just for a second, a, a scripture that really had a lot of impact in my life. And I think it tells exactly, uh, you know, the topic and, and what we're looking at today. And that scripture was from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And it basically reads like this. For God hath not given us uh, the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Now, Brother Lonnie, that scripture really struck me because 
Paul is saying over here that God doesn't give us fear. And Paul says here that he gives us uh, but a power, but the power comes from a love-motivated uh, force, not a fear-motivated force. And the result of that is where uh, we would have a sound mind. We're not, uh, we're, we're producing a Christian life. We're solid in our heart. We know our direction and we're purposeful. Uh, in my life, we've trained a lot of horses in my day and, and we've had a lot of success in our lifetime in, in the horse business. And as I contemplated on the principle of love and fear, I realized that there was a way I wanted to bring it to the people. I wanted to bring the concept of the relationship of trainer to horse, but the bigger relationship, of course, is Christ to us, but yet realizing that there's a respect that we have for Christ and realizing also that there's a certain uh, way that Christ deals with us that should produce people that are more wholesome, more sound, uh, more together, more whole. Uh, and in my lifetime, I realized that I could show that principle in the relationship from a trainer to a horse because that was my specialty. So I just uh, like to say, first of all, on the onset, even to establish a right relationship, you never want to cross a person's free moral agency. I learned that you don't want to take and put a horse in a box and then close the box because that automatically brings up a defense system and, and automatically fear comes to the surface. And I realized God was the same way. God doesn't want to put us in a box and God respects our ability to choose. Then the other side of it, I realized that if it came to a spot where there's that being that God doesn't work against our will, but he wants to take our will and move it to be in harmony with his will. Now, once our will is in harmony with his will, then the real sound training can start. I'd like to show you some videos. A little, these are live footages of uh, where we brought a horse into a pen and uh, we had no strings attached. There's nothing to hurt. There was no force attachments at all. But yet we're trying to get the message across to take that horse and get the horse to want to do what we want to have done, but in a, in, in a way that uh, produces love, in a way that is, produces relationships. Is this, an, this is an unbroken horse. Right. This horse you're going to see, Brother Lonnie, has, uh, you know, they brought this horse to me. They had a halter on it. But other than that, it had never been touched by anybody at all. So this is first-hand demonstration. All right, let me pause just a moment. I remember sure. hearing about a beast in the Bible. And there were two beasts in the Bible. And one only meant a power. And the other one meant wild, untamed. Right. And I remember the prophet said, yeah, untamed to the gospel. <laughs> yeah, right, but, right. But the gospel, see, is a message of love. And so yes. we respond to the gospel because of what God has done. Yes. But yet we know that many preach a religion, even in Christianity, and hold the people by fear. Mm -hmm. And yet the response of the people uh, on a surface looks very, very close. Oh, very true. So I hope the horses will demonstrate for us this. Oh, yes. Will we see that? Oh, you'll see it very clearly. Wonderful. Let's, let's get going. All right. That would be really good because you'll enjoy this. First of all, I wanted to say that this horse that you're going to see right now, and if you'll just roll the cameras forward, 
I want you to realize that right now the horse has been around that round pen and now he's got no attachment on him at all. He's been around that pen trying to get away from me because initially the fear takes over. So the horse has been trying to get away from me and he's been around that pen probably 10 or 15 times but he's realized in all that time that he hasn't come to a single spot where he's had to take and, and, uh, and uh, never had his choice taken away from him. He's always had the ability to choose under every circumstance. In other words, I've never boxed him up to where, I, uh, to where the fear would come to the surface to where he'd be resisting me. I want to teach, I want him to come up with a revelation on his own now. I don't want to tell him what it is, but on his own, I want him to come up with the idea that, you know, when it's all done, there's only rest in the presence of the trainer. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're trying to run away from God, when you're trying to run away <laughs> from what God is in our life, we find it's a lot of work. And for years and years and years, we find ourselves going around and around. And essentially, we always come to the same spot. We have to face the same issue one more time. Running in circles. <laughs> always running in circles. And some people, it's six months. Some people, it's 10 years. Yeah. Some people, it's, you know, sad to say, it's, it's 50 years that they've been on the run away from just one fact. They look for rest all their life. Mm -hmm. But you'll find that when they're done, they want them to realize there's only rest when you allow this connection with God, with your trainer. With your tra when you allow a certain place where you can... You can have rest, and you have rest when you stay in His presence. But you'll see right now, most of the time, when God makes His move to come toward us, and when God already wants to take and develop the communication, there's an instinct in us, like you'll see the horse doing right now, there's an instinct in us that wants to move away. But now, what the trainer is trying to do in this instance over here is to get us to overcome our fear. Now look, uh, it's important to note, he's not taking our fear away. He's not forcing us in that sense, but he wants the horse to overcome his own inbuilt fear mm -hmm. of what the trainer is doing. Mm -hmm. And that's a very important aspect in our relationship to God because God is the same way. We have a natural fear to get away from him. Mm -hmm. Fear but, of the unknown. Yeah, fear of the unknown. And <clears throat> the deeper rea reality of that, Brother Lonnie, is we actually fear genuine love. Mm -hmm. There's something in us because God's love, very often we don't recognize. And we have an actual, and as much as we don't even want to admit that, but we have a genuine fear of God's love because a lot of our former relationships, we thought it was love. And yet now, when God comes with genuine love and gives us our choice, is gracious to us, then that love causes a fear in ourselves. We don't recognize God's love in very many cases. I don't think we know how to respond to it. Yes, right. that's exactly the truth. Because the response <laughs> to God's love very often is just, just rest and relax. Mm -hmm. But that goes against our human instinct. Mm -hmm. We want to produce something. We want to show our worthiness. Mm -hmm. We want to prove we're worthy. And it puts us into action where actually very many times God's love uh, uh, entices us just to relax and to rest and to be taught. It's quite a concept, Brother Lonnie, when you, when, when you boil it right down. But if you'll notice in, uh, with the horse over here right now, he is tired of running. 
He has run the world over. He is already at the spot where he doesn't want to go any farther. But in the other sense, there's still that fear inside of him as to, you know, what is this? How do I cope with this? What do I have to do? And I'm trying to get that horse to come up with this conclusion that there's only rest. There's only rest when you allow yourself to be in the presence of that trainer. And your desire is not to harm him. Right. And the desire is, is only that we take and give him the tools he needs to overcome his own fear. Mm -hmm. Because the instinct says, run. But now we've got to get the, the relationship deep enough to overcome his own fear to where he won't run and yield himself to the training of the trainer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, Brother Lonnie, in the end, it's uh, the untrained horses end up in the glue factory. Oh, yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, God in his grace, he has a training program for us. <laughs> It's for our embitterment, oh, yes. although when we're going through it, our instinct is, Lord, this is too great. Mm -hmm. Let me out of here. I don't want to swallow this bitter pill. But God has his way. And so as the trainer keeps on approaching that horse, and then he realizes at once to a point where, you know what? He's never hurt me. Mm -hmm. He's never caused pain. He's never cornered me. He's never tried to get something from me that I couldn't produce. He's gentle. He only expects certain things at certain levels. He doesn't overburden us. God never gives us more than we can bear. Mm -hmm. He never does that. Right. But yet at the same time, he gives us strength by increasing the love in our hearts to bear more mm -hmm. as we slowly progress. Mm -hmm. Now, this, the, the thing that the, the horse needs to learn in this, and it's quite exciting once you see the magic moment of, of what we call join up, is that horse comes to a spot where he will never take his eyes off the trainer again. Oh my, is that important? It's so important. Uh, because in this life, there's so many things that entice us to get our eyes on. But anytime you get your eyes on anything else but Christ, you'll find yourself immediately coming into trouble and enticing trouble into your life. So the most important element that the trainer can instill in that horse with his permission, with his will, is never, never, never get your eyes off the trainer because wherever Christ moves, you want to know where he's at. Mm -hmm. And however Christ does things, you want to know how he's doing things because by keeping our eyes on Christ is where we learn. Mm -hmm. It's a tremendous principle. And once that join-up moment happens and the revelation hits, you'll find as we go along here, that horse will never, ever, ever get his eyes off the trainer again because that's the only place where there's rest. Mm -hmm. That's the only place where there's life. Yeah, I think I want to include another word in there, trust. Ah, very good. Trust in the trainer. Yes. Yes, right. He knows best. He knows best. Right. And it's a tremendous moment uh, that happens when it comes to that place where all of a sudden the horse realizes, hey, this world is too big for me and I need to keep my eyes on the trainer. And you'll see it right now. All of a sudden something happens and no matter where the trainer goes, even though there is no rope attached, there's no strings attached, that horse has now come to the spot where he's learned, you know what? 
there's only one place to keep your eyes on. No matter where the trainer moves, brother, it's, it's, it's a magical moment that no matter where the trainer moves, that horse will never get his eyes off the trainer. And another important thing I'd like to add, by this time he's learned to follow. Isn't that mm, quite a type? Isn't that quite a type? Wherever quite. Christ moves <clears throat> in our life, he learns to follow Christ. Amen. Because you can have a lot, and we've all seen it, you can have a lot of knowledge about God, but that doesn't say you follow and no. do what God wants to have no, done. No. But when that magic you know, revelation or join-up moment happens, something happens in that horse where he says, I'm not going to let him out of my sight. Now I can finally rest. And now is the place where I know that I can, I can trust enough that no matter what he puts me through, he'll still carry me through. And he'll never give me more than he can bear. It's, a, it's, it's quite, a, as a trainer, I can tell you, it's the heartbeat of the session. But if that's what it does to me as a, as a trainer, as a man, what does it do to God? Oh, yes. What does I it watched, do to I God? I think of all the wasted energy and wasted motion he had running in circles, running in circles, running in circles. And once the trainer really gets his approval and trust, that's when he really begins to learn. Yes. That's when he really begins to yes. learn. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You, you learn in life that really the, the art of learning has to be done in an atmosphere of trust. Mm -hmm and safety, mm -hmm. whereas under an atmosphere of fear and an atmosphere of mistrust, under an atmosphere of, of uh, just, you know, being sc even scared of the future, our learning abilities definitely aren't what they could be. And the same goes for that horse. When he gets to the spot where he learns to trust that trainer, then what he's essentially saying, you know what, no matter, even if I don't like what's happening to me, and very often we get into spots where I really don't like what God's putting me through. But I would rather go through what God's putting me through than try and do something on my own without God. Right. And that's a tremendous moment also, as you'll see right now. Even that saddle, uh, that horse does not like that saddle. It's not natural. It's not normal. And it's something that, that he resists in his heart. But now he's come to the spot where he realizes the trust of the trainer is greater than the fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful place to be because at this point, that horse, he's decided, he said, you know what, I may not like this. I don't understand this. Like God puts us through many things we don't understand. Right. And our natural instinct is to run. And I've been there many times, and I'm sure you have too. Absolutely. But yet at the same time, we realize it's more important to stay where God's at. Mm -hmm than to try and tackle anything on our own. Mm -hmm. this, it, just an, as, a, as a bit of a sideline, Brother Lonnie, I just want to let you know, you know that saddle where, that, that where we're putting that saddle on that horse? It is absolutely the most vulnerable spot the horse has. Interesting to note, if you stand in front of a horse, he can defend himself. You stand beside a horse, he can defend himself. You stand behind a horse, he can defend himself. But it's interesting to note, Brother Lonnie, that when God takes and, 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 and gets us to carry a burden, He gets us to carry a burden in our most vulnerable place where we're essentially defenseless. We cannot defend ourselves in some areas of our life, and that's where God wants to go, the place where we, by nature, want to protect the most. I've been on caravans in Africa, yeah. and I've had the opportunity to watch lions and tigers and others attack 
similar to horses oh, yes. or zebras. Where do they head for? They want to leap right on the back. Every time. Yeah. If they get right behind them, I've seen the, I've seen the zebras kick lions and send them flying. But yeah. when they're on their back, they can't do a thing. And that's a tremendous type, Brother Lonnie, right. because it's interesting to note that, that God, in the same way, when he has a burden for us to carry or a job for us to do, very often it's in a place where we're, we're quite defenseless. Mm -hmm. And yet that's where God wants to go, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, even so, though, you'll notice now at, with that horse, even though he's carrying a burden he doesn't like, he has not forgot his basic principle. Mm -hmm. And the basic principle, as we mentioned before, was never get your eyes off the trainer. <clears throat> now, you'll find many horses that have been trained or started wrong that when the pressure comes or when the burden comes, they lose sight of the very first principle that they've learned because... Uh, they've wanted to deal with it on their own. And you know, in our Christian life, the worst mess we've made in our life is when we've tried to deal with things on our own. Mm -hmm. Many Bible examples of that. Many, many <laughs> Bible examples, right. Yeah. Many, many Bible examples. But yet, you'll notice with this horse, because he was started right, the first principles were down right. And the, the essential principle that the trainer loves me the central principle that never get your eyes off the trainer and that the trainer has never caused me to deal with. Uh, I've never had a reason to use my fear against the trainer because he's always appealed to the grace and the love inside my heart. Mm -hmm. That's brought me to the spot where no matter what happens to me, that I don't want to get my eyes, I don't want to be out of his presence. And, 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 and that alone is a... I think a great secret, a great secret to many people's Christians walk or other religious walks that is really, uh, you know, the, the fear aspect does not produce that quality we're looking for. It looks good on the outside, mm -hmm. but what good is it on the outside having a good Christian walk with a heart broken or good. with fear? That staying in the presence of the trainer, we had a church service not too many nights ago where the presence of God was extremely strong. Do I need to stop your video before I no, talk? No, no, just keep talking. It's good. And uh, the presence of God was very strong. And I noticed the people who had already yielded their lives to yes. the Lord, their hands were raised. Yes. And they were worshiping God. But those who hadn't really met the trainer because the service had already been dismissed, they were walking out, had no awareness right. of the presence of the trainer. Yeah. A tremendous example, Brother yeah. Lonnie, and that is very, very, very true. It's a <laughs> tremendous example of how we react if we've never been in the presence of the trainer. Right. And if we've never learned to love the presence of the trainer. There's a natural fear in us where we don't want to be in it. Mm -hmm. and, and, it's, and it's part of the fear that's inbuilt inside of us. Mm -hmm. But the wonderful thing uh, about, and, and I don't know, I sort of enjoy this because when God does something, He does things for a purpose. Uh, there's a purpose in our lives. It might be to help somebody else. It might be, you know, there's just so many things. But yet, what good is it fulfilling the purpose in our lives if we don't have God with us mm -hmm. in that purpose? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Because it's God, you know, in the purpose with us that actually, you know, causes the, 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 the fulfillment, causes the relaxation. And when things go wrong, and they all do. But yet, when we know that God is always in the purpose and in the training, there's something, and here's the part that I so love that scripture verse, Brother Lonnie. 
it produces a Christian that has a sound mind. And the soundness comes from the fact that there's no fear of God. When he's promised me that everything will work together for my good, my, yes. uh, then a real peace when it comes when you really, truly get a hold of that. So no matter what, as, as the viewing audience may know, I recently went through an open heart surgery. Mm -hmm. And now in my recoup recuperation period, uh, I'm rejoicing in all the things I'm learning about God <laughs> in yes. this slow recovery. So everything works together for good. Yes, yeah. yes tremendous. Exactly yeah. right. And, you know, it's a wonderful thing to realize that uh, one of the things I've had to learn in my life, which uh, sometimes you resist, you know, the fact that, you know, God said it, so it must be true. Mm -hmm. But we resist the fact that all things work out for good. Mm -hmm. That's a hard thing to grasp if I'm supposed to keep my mind sound when things are going bad. <laughs> right. But yet, yeah. you realize that with, the, with, with not having a fear of God, number one, mm -hmm. never getting your eyes off of our trainer, number two, and when you, when you realize that, uh, you know, with those principles already in place, mm -hmm. like they've been established beforehand, mm -hmm. with those principles already in place, you look at that scripture verse and you say, I know this doesn't feel good, but there's some things in place. I do realize that no matter what it feels like, mm -hmm. all things do work for good Amen. to them that love God. And I like this last part, and are called according to his purpose. The tremendous like joy, man. Pause the, pause the horses for a while yeah. because we're running out of time and we'll pick up next session on this. I, I just want to talk about to the people, just uh, to our viewers, just a moment. We, we watch certain principles among uh, religions, but especially I'm focusing on Christianity. Yeah. And there are certain directions that we go in that God has like a three-step process. First, can you trust God? And people say, yes, I believe in God. Do you believe His Word? Yes, I believe His Word. Then the next step is His process. Do you believe in God? Yes. Believe His Word? Yes. Do you believe in His process? What's His process? God has chosen to work through man. And we look at the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and we say, do you believe God's word? Yes. Do you believe in Moses? Well, we kind of believe, well, I don't know about that. Why do they stumble over? God's process. He chose to work through a man. Mm -hmm. And that's true all the way through. The body of Christ are men. Body of Christ. Humans who he works through. And so here we yes, go with good. the training of Christ. It's not some mysterious object in the heavens. God has his chosen ones through whom he works, and we want to look to those for that leadership. See you next time. For more material on today's topic from Eugene Braun, contact us and request the two-part series, The Will to Obey. Write to us at Global Answers, 1695 Stewart Road, Lima, Ohio, zip code 45801 here in the USA. Or visit us on the web at globalanswers.us. We want to hear from you, so please write us. God bless you and thank you.